You're listening to The Acoustic Sunset, a weekly podcast bringing you live music, interviews, and storytelling, all recorded at Putnam's Pub at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Carl Banks, and this week we have two special guests. Up first, we have David Persone, and second, we have the band Bare Bones. Sit back and enjoy the show. Right, episode number eight. Thank you to new listeners for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And thanks to repeat listeners. Uh, We're really trying to get this podcast uh, popular. So tell your friends and everything. Uh, This podcast, we have two special guests. Up first, we have David Persone. He's going to be doing a couple songs for you. He's a repeat performer. And then we have a band called Bare Bones, and they'll be playing some, some nasty blues for you. Uh, We're also going to get to a song by me, uh, which is going to be pretty cool. But uh, before that, we just want to talk about some some news in regards to the podcast. Since we're on iTunes now, uh, and it's kind of it's kind of a big deal. It doesn't change much. We're still going to be doing it the same way, and it's also going to be on SoundCloud in the same fashion. But by far, the place where people listen to podcasts the most and get them the most um, is on iTunes. So we're there now. So feel free to subscribe. We could also use uh, reviews. I think we have a few reviews already, but we could use more. So it could become, uh, the goal is to get in the new and noteworthy section of the podcast so we can get um, this in front of new listeners. So tell your friends, please, and everything. (laughs) Really appreciate it. Uh, All the bands that are participating, really appreciate it too. Putnam's, really appreciate it. So thanks a lot. I got the approval. I submitted uh, all of the stuff to iTunes for um, to you have to you know ask to permission to be on their platform, and they approved it. They sent me this email, and I just got I got so giddy with excitement. And I was talking to my girlfriend Jessica about it, and I was saying how you know, and when you're a musician, you deal with rejection a lot, and it's something that you just have to have a thick skin about because if you're going to let it affect you, you're not going to be doing this as a job for very long because rejection comes often. So no matter how small the victory or the approval or the acceptance, um, it's a cause of celebration. So that's part of this uh, iTunes thing. We're just really happy to uh, you know, have it on there and happy that it's there. And big Thanks, of course, to my friend Paul, who's sitting in the room with me right now. But uh, he puts this all together and makes it sound fluid and makes it sound uh, really good. So big thanks. And that's part of the reason um, I think we, we were approved and we're going to keep, keep on doing it. Um, I'm reminded of, uh, you know, when you first start out in music, all gigs and all everything you do that's new is, is a big victory because you're starting, you know, from baseline or whatever. But I've been doing this for 13 years. So it takes a lot for me to get super excited about a gig. But I'm reminded with this excitement of getting on iTunes, I'm reminded of one of the 
most exciting um, emails I ever got. It was through my old MySpace. And uh, this guy, Zach, who would eventually become a good friend of mine, emailed me and he ran this festival uh, in Montana called the Bonnie City Blues and Brews Festival. And he just cold solicited or unsolicited cold called me or cold emailed me on MySpace and asked if I wanted to participate in this festival and you know how much would I charge and could I do it and everything uh and I was just at first I thought I was suspicious of it because I was like I'm not just gonna drive out to Montana for nothing but um I emailed him back and we and we worked out a deal um to, to play the festival. And it, I just remember that day, just like jumping up and down in my living room, just being so excited, like I'm, I'm going on the road. So I used that as sort of an anchor to go on this little road trip out West. And I got, there was this thing, I think it's still around. It's called the Indie Venue Bible. And uh, it's a really cool resource for musicians. Somebody has to pay to get the link to it. You have to subscribe or something. But once you have that link, you can share it with your friends. And basically, it's a several hundred page PDF file that has uh, all these venues broken down by state and then broken down more by city and then what the different venues and what kind of music they have and then just their website or their phone number. It doesn't even you know, guarantee you that you're going to get a hold of the book or anything. It just tells you that they have music and what kind of music it is and how to get a hold of that person. So like I was saying, if you're going to book an independent tour, you have to deal with tons of rejection and people saying no and also people just not responding. So I went through and I made this little map of out west and picked off these different places that I was going to try to play. And I got several uh, several bites or whatever. One of the places, it was the weekend before or a few days before um, the festival in Montana was in this place, Alpine, Wyoming, and it was called uh, the Bull Moose Lodge. And I emailed them and asked if I could play there. And they were like, how about, and I gave them uh, one of two dates. I was like, could I do this night or this night? And they emailed me back and they said, yeah, how about you do both nights? And because they're a lodge, they're like, you know, we'll put you up and everything for, for the stay. And I was like, that, you know, that is awesome. I was so pumped about it. And uh, I did this maybe two months before the show. And maybe uh, a week before I get ready to hit the road, they email me. And the deal was I was going to play nine to one or something. And they email me and they're like, can we uh, change it? Can you play six to nine as opposed to nine to one? And I'm like, yeah, totally. I don't, <laughs> I'll play anytime, you know, so I, you know, say yes or whatever. And then I, I navigate to their website and I see that the reason why I got bumped or pushed to like happy hour slot is because from nine to one, they had amateur pole dancing <laughs> after me. So it was just a hilarious thing. So I drive all the way out there. I went through Colorado. I played in Colorado, went up to Wyoming and I, I pull into Alpine, Wyoming <clears throat> and outside of the bull moose lodge and they have this big scrolling marquee that says performing tonight carl banks and i'm i feel like the total rock star i'm like so pumped you know and i go in and i'm thinking i'm all cool you know and there's a bartender behind the bar and i'm like i'm uh i'm carl banks and she's like yeah (laughs) has no idea i'm like i think i get a room or or something and she's like I don't know. Bill's not here. You're going to have to come back later. Had no idea who I was or even that there was any music going on. So I would, you know, quickly my ego was put into check. So I left and I went over to this little burger shack in Alpine, Wyoming and 
had a burger and then sat there for a little while, maybe a couple hours. I mean, it's in the mountains and it's this beautiful space right outside of Jackson Hole, but it's a really small town. So uh, I went back. Bill was supposed to be back at, you know, three or something. So I went back and he was there and he's like, oh, yeah, we do have a room for you. So they took me to my room and and I, you know, took my gear and set up in front of the pole that there was going to be pole dancing on later, amateur pole dancing on later that night. I set up my gear and I play for, you know, maybe six, seven people sitting at the bar. And I do, you know, play six to nine. And then then Bill is like, he's leaving and he looks at the bartender and he's like, hey, just give Carl, you know, whatever he wants. So I sat there and you drank a million Jack Daniels drinks and crawled to my to my room <laughs> later that night and then woke up the next morning with a splitting headache but I was in you know this beautiful countryside and I was like I can't stay in my room all day so I went and went fishing in this lake and went on this long hike and then came back and played my gig and then um that night the guy that I met at the burger place earlier the day before came out to my show and uh he was you know gave me some advice on how I was going to drive straight through uh, Yellowstone to get to Montana and because it had just the roadway had just opened up he's like don't drive through there in the middle of the night you're going to run into like a bison or something so he gave me this like kind of end around interstate that I could go uh, and so I played my gig and left and drove straight through the middle of the night to um, to Montana to the Bonnie City Blues and Bruce Festival. Blues and brews. That's what they have at Putnam's on Sunday nights. Uh, We record all the live music there. It's a great setting. They have a fully stocked bar. They have wonderful food and killer, killer service and bartenders, servers, hostesses. Everybody does a great job. Putnam's Pub, 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn, or on the web at putnamspub.com. All right, well, getting to live music, up first, uh, we're going to hear from David Person. Uh, David is a repeat performer on the podcast. Uh, He's an ex-roommate of mine and a very, very great musician and a uh, true showman. Um, You can find him on Facebook, uh, you can find him on the web, or you can hear him live from Putnam's right now. Whatever. I'm not apologizing anymore. I will no more. 
Is my need still your ambition? Aren't you still son of my soul? I can give half for ambition The rest I will keep for my own Look me with an eye in an instant Business and nature Thanks guys, <laughs> thank you very much.
everybody. Thank you very Thank much. You very much. And then the very last song you played was yeah. that um, that was all instrumental. Yeah. And for people listening via audio, he was sitting. You were sit- seated and had the guitar on your lap playing yeah. that way. Right. Um, was that an original song? Or was that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then how, how does something like that come about? You. Yeah. Just um, it came about in two thousand and eight. I was bored at Christmas. And some friends of mine, uh, guitar players, they used to drop D their guitars. Mm-hmm. So that means they tune their E string, their their low in E string on the guitar into a D, and it it uh, it allows this this sort of strumming effect or something. Drum. So I figured, oh, let me see what happens if I, f- mm-hmm. you know, fool around with the tuning, and do and immediately I continued detuning the guitar just out of natural uh, um, listening until it, what what I came with was a D major chord if I strummed all the open strings mm-hmm. so I figured oh you know, I mean I fool around with drums a little bit in percussion what if I do Started. this these drumming things uh-huh. and I started just like drum and I had seen this musician called Andy McKee oh yeah yeah the, you know? something rat or something you, yes you, yeah yeah like candy you, rat candy rat candy yeah, yeah rat and he had this song called drift I yeah think. very viral and, video that right but it you watch it and you're like Whoa. it's insane and i would never dare to relearn how to play the guitar that would suck because <laughs> that's exactly like he plays in a very different way but i wanted to try and see if i could take some of his technique uh-huh. into what i was doing uh, as well as like I was doing some slapping stuff that's all from him mm-hmm. so Andy McKee if you're listening to this <laughs> I give you all credit for yeah, that yeah. stuff <laughs> big props Andy yeah, McKee yeah. <laughs> and I'm not doing what you're doing you're, what you're doing is way way yeah, way yeah. beyond <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I just had it in, in my lap on a D, D chord and I uh, uh, hammered on it using uh, hammer-ons and the uh, natural harmonics of the guitar and uh, the way I developed that was for a while when I was studying in the United States, I couldn't work uh, legally and I needed money because I was a, a broke student. So I would play that in the subway and that worked. Yeah. So I did that for many years and I always like to tribute my my starting times with that. Yeah, there's no, there's no other, uh, I feel like, pure way of playing than to perform as a busker because there's, yeah. you know... First off, you learn that like gimmicks are totally fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're playing clubs, it's like you don't want to have gimmicks. But the truth is that if you're busking, it, it, uh, just an interesting point. Uh, Dolly Parton, do you know who Dolly Parton is? Yes, I do. Okay, so I play a song she, with her, uh, Jolene. Uh, yeah, Jolene. Okay, she would play with open D tuning because her fingernails were so long she couldn't fret chords. So she would just play open D so she could just bar the chords up and down the neck. Thanks a lot, David. Uh, really a treat to have him play. He's an amazing musician, and I really look up to him. So thanks a lot, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from him again. Uh, the second performer performers that we have is a band called Bare Bones. And Bare Bones, I heard from them uh, straight off of Craigslist. This is another Craigslist inquiry. I really dig their music. For me, I'm from St. Louis, and for me, the harmonica and guitar on old amps, I mean... That is just sounds like home to me. So when these guys came and they when they first sent me their music, 
it just I knew right away I was down to have them play. When they came on this particular night to play at Putnam's, we don't have amps there for them, but they even said, if even if you had an amp, we wouldn't plug into it. They know what they want. They know what they want to sound like. I really respect that, and uh, they were great musicians. So we're going to get to their live music right now. So this is Bare Bones. Yeah, this is uh, one of our tunes about unrequited love. I knew a girl named, I knew a girl named Roseanne. I knew a girl named, I knew a girl named Roseanne. I loved her so, but my best friend was her old man. She had long brown hair with white tennis shoes on her feet. had long brown hair with white tennis shoes on her feet was by far the sweetest thing on the street yeah come on doc Jam Meister Capriolio. I play the guitar. Okay. I'm Dr. 88. I play the harmonica, vocals. Uh, oh, sorry. And, I'm and that's it. <laughs> uh, I'm Adam Foreman. I play cajon. Cajon. 
Okay, and uh, where are you guys based out of? Uh, I'm in Queens. I'm in Astoria. Queens in Brooklyn? Queens. Yeah, Queens. Queens, where are you? I'm in Ridgewood. Sorry, just... Uh, I'm in Brooklyn Heights. I'm walking distance. Oh, that's perfect. On a good day. <laughs> well, that's good here. And you guys, how long has Bare Bones been together? 20 and years? 20 years, maybe. 20 years? Maybe, yeah. We might be 20 years, yeah. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> And then how He's counting on his fingers, Easy. for, for <laughs> those, those of you who can't see. I'm going to take my, see. Take my, take my shoes off soon, so I'll <laughs> So how did it start? How did, did you guys, were you... We were just talking about that tonight. I, I had a drummer, a girl drummer, uh, Joanne Polana, great, great woman drummer who was notorious in New York City in, in the 70s and 80s. Uh, and she was doing a gig with me, and she said, oh, you got to come and hear my band. I went to hear the band, and Doc was playing harmonica. And I said, wow, this fucking guy is great, man. He's a virtuoso. This is not... We could even do better than this. Let's try something where we feature him more. Uh-huh. And that was the, the basic idea. That, that I, was, you know, I was playing tenor sax also, kind of like an R&B kind of a thing going. You know? Is that how you started, or did you no, start I mean, on I, like I, I started. It was all the same time. Actually, okay. I started on, on, on drums. But, uh, <laughs> well, that you don't do any of that with your mouth, really. No, no it's, it's enough to, to blow these instruments, believe me. But, uh, yeah, it was like uh, me and Gene sampled everything. We, we were in bands together, separate, and we did a lot of American roots music of every type, yeah. from country western to... You know, a hardcore R and B. We don't do any country western tonight. But we, tonight. we do some Hank Williams. We do we some do stuff. Like yeah. Basic, yeah. Could you make uh, Roseanne? Did you? Is that your tune? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Could you maybe talk about writing it? Like, how does it? How does something like that come up for you? That was uh, that. The words are, are like a, a memory tune for me, like from when I was a kid, uh, and it was about a, a, just a girl that I knew when I was like 17 or something like that. I've been writing a whole series of songs about my early uh, experiences in life, and uh, that was one of them. You know, just the, does it the, come that, all at once, cool or does, do you work on it over time? Oh, so over a long it? time. Every now and then, I have a memory, and I think, oh yeah, that, that would be worth it writing a tune <laughs> about. I have a, I did a tune called 500 Hits of Acid" recently, which was, <laughs> was about. Uh, drug dealing experience <laughs> uh, from long ago. Yeah, and you can remember it. Yeah. Kinda. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a bad. Yeah. Uh, it was a disaster. We lost money on the enterprise. So. <laughs> it's easy to remember. <laughs> okay. So uh, just. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. That sounded really great. Um, you can find them, like they said, on all sorts of um, musical platforms. They're on Spotify. They have their own Pandora station. So check them out. Bare Bones. They're really great. Uh, our last performance that we're going to get to is um, myself. And this is a song called, um, this. you know, I played this the same night as the rest of this live music. And this is a song of mine called uh, Her Golden Hair. And I lived in Cape Girardeau for, for many years. And in the summers, I would go down to, to Florida and work at this camp down there. And my twin sister, who passed away recently, and I lived together for a year. And the plan was she was going to move down to Cape to go to school at, uh, at, there for a little while. And 
I was out of town. So I gave her the name of this landlord and I said, call this guy because he has this amazing place that overlooked the Mississippi River and was close to campus, but a little closer to the bars where I was playing all the time. So it just seemed, it was just this really great place. So I give her the number. I'm like, just all you got to do is call. And so, I don't know, a couple of weeks go by and then I call her up and I'm like, so did you, you know, did you get the apartment? And she's like, yeah, I got the apartment, but it's not in the place that you, you mentioned. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, it's a different place. It's close to the river, but it's, it's in a cemetery. And I was like, what? And so she had agreed to us for us to move into this place where, and I'm not kidding you, that it was inside of a cemetery. The, the fence of the cemetery ended at our building. So our rooms were like on the other side of the fence. And it was the oldest cemetery in town in this historic river, river town. So it has all these old grave uh, headstones and everything. And it was, it was kind of a creepy place. But anyway, it you know became home for us. We move in. And it, they had just renovated the whole place. And the the walls were just completely white and blank. And almost immediately, she gets out her pastels and drew a big cloud on one of the walls. And it was just kind of like, well, I guess that's what we're doing now. So we just, you know, drew, drew all over the walls. So the whole kitchen was covered in, um, you know, all these different images that we would draw and stuff. And in the wintertime... Uh, the leaves would fall off the trees and you could see the Mississippi River and you could see uh, it through this graveyard. And in the morning time, um, fog would come up off the river and this eerie fog would come through this old, old cemetery just right outside of our window. And I had a habit at the time of staying up all night and watching the sun come up and watching the fog creep up over the hill. And uh, one night um, I, I had this idea for a song and I put together uh, several different ideas that I had for songs and came up with this song that we're going to get to right now. It's called Her Golden Hair. flows I fell in love with Miss Emma Rose I saw her and she was standing there with her rosy cheeks and her golden brown hair please don't take my love and drown it in the river where it's nowhere to be found if you don't come home honey I wouldn't care but I'd miss your golden hair I'd miss your golden hair But a mighty flowing river's got to flow to the sea She seems like my baby been floating away from me My baby's on my mind In my thoughts And in my dreams I 
I was out back, I was catching me a fire When she walked out that door, her bag's full of desire now I ain't saying that she did it to be mean But she got on that boat to call the Mississippi Queen Please don't take my love and drown Get in the river where it's nowhere to be found If you don't come home, honey, I wouldn't care but I'd miss your golden hair I'd miss your golden hair But a mighty flowing river's got flowed to the sea She seems like my baby Been flown away from me Like my baby's on my mind and my thoughts and in my dreams. So I bid you adieu, Miss Emerald. She goes where only that paddle boat knows. Oh, me oh my, what did she forget but her finest hairbrush and empty can of Aquanet? Please don't take my love and drown it in the river where it's nowhere to be found. If you don't come home, honey, I wouldn't care, but I'd miss your golden hair. I'd miss your golden hair. Well, I hope you guys dug that. Uh, I really enjoy playing it, to, to be honest. Um, thanks for listening. Again, we want to thank all the new listeners that are are coming to the podcast. Tell your friends. We're really trying to get the word out, so it would be a big help if you could, um, you know, let, let your friends know. If you are an interested, interested performer, um, please get a hold of me, Carl, at Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. That's just Putnam's Acoustic Sunset, one long word, at gmail.com. Uh, that's where I do all the booking, and we're always looking for performers. Uh, we pay the performers for their time. We pass the, you know, they get a guarantee from the bar. We pass the hat for them, buy them drinks if they want some drinks, and we work a lot on the back end with this podcast to get them out that way. It's a, it's a really good deal. So if you know somebody... Um, Please let them know. If you are an interested performer, get a hold of me. We're uh, looking for people all the time. Um, we also want to send out a bunch of thank yous. You know, thank you to Putnam's, uh, Jerry and Audrey there. They do a great job. Thanks to Paul for putting this all together. Thanks to David uh, for performing. Thanks to Bare Bones uh, and all the performers that have worked on this podcast. We couldn't do it without them. So big thanks. Big thanks to you, the listener, because... You're the whole reason we're doing it. If you have any, uh, you know, comments or anything, please get a hold of us. Same email, Putnam's Acoustic Sunset. Just let us know. Um, we'll be back next week. Tell your friends. Peace, love, and rock and roll.